Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there and welcome to the show. The Phil Hay live stream ahead of the new season. The big kickoff. Michael's here as well from the Square Ball. I'm Dan. Hello. Um, welcome back from your holidays, gentlemen. You all set for the, the big kickoff? Oh, so yes. much. Yes. <laughs> and ready to play up front by the sounds of things. <laughs> um, have you got your boots with you, Phil? Yeah, I, I cleared off for 10 days and everybody gets injured. It's funny, Tremendous. isn't it? No, normally, because I mean, we, we were absolutely hammering you about going away, um, saying you shouldn't be going away at this time of year. And mm. yet absolutely nothing's happened in between you leaving and See, coming back. Perfect timing. Everybody always says this to me, terrible time for a holiday. Um, but I can't actually work out in the calendar year when's a good time to go away. I Never, think Cal, really. Cal Darlow was confirmed, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. during that yeah, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. potentially. Um, Stephen Jennings is asking them, first of all, first things first, any news, Phil? Uh, none at all. I got home at about half past 11 last night, um, and I must confess, I switched off good and proper in Spain. Um, got a tan, got very hot. It was nice to find it was raining when I got home last night, though. Yeah, it has been. It's been chucking it down non-stop for, uh, for uh, the whole duration of you being away. Never mind any of that. So, um, first day of the season. What do you know then, Phil? Because... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, do you know much about Cardiff, genuinely, beyond what we saw at the um, the Cup game? The, the research for this has been proven by Michael saying, just before we came on air, have they got Aaron Ramsey? <laughs> <laughs> um, they do have Aaron Ramsey. Um, they, they've, got, they've got problems with Cardiff because they are under a, a transfer embargo of sorts at the moment, um, which relates to the Emiliano Sala transfer. Which means that they can sign players, but they can't pay fees for them. So everybody that they're going after, everybody that they're bringing in is is on a free, um, including Aaron Ramsey. Suggests that it might be um, a bit of a challenging season for them, to say the least. It was a really difficult one for them last season. Um, It probably wouldn't be fair to say lucky to stay up, but ran it close. Uh, They have a manager who I don't think many of us had heard of before he was appointed and don't know a huge amount about. Although I do get the sense from following what's being said down there that they're quite actually quite content with him as coach quite quite happy I think by the calibre of, of the manager they do have but they seem unpredictable to me I don't know what to expect of them I, I still kind of feel the same about Leeds as well it hasn't changed massively in the 10 days since I went away um, and I do feel like it's quite hard to, to second guess this season at the moment Yeah it is isn't it um, I don't really know what to expect although I am riding a, a horrendous wave of optimism yeah, 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 of course, I, yeah. I need to excuse yeah. myself because I'm absolutely full of cold I, I woke up this morning at quarter to five um, because all my medications had worn off and I felt absolutely horrendous but I also had that kind of you know, that kid on a Christmas morning kind of feeling about it like that anticipation ahead of the new season this happens every year what me I, 
Oh. No, no, um, for me too. Don't get me wrong. Shoot I'm, me for having optimism. No, no, I'm the same. I think we're going to win today and probably win the league. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I've won this. That's why I've won this shirt because it's going to come in again. Probably not, not just advertising. I, I, one of the last pieces I did before I went away was um, from the the friendly against Monaco up at York, and the gist of it was how do you how do you know what's coming from this team and this squad, given that it isn't finished and there's so much to change and people coming and going. Guys like Verba deciding that they they want to move elsewhere and the the response to it on I was going to call it Twitter but it is now officially X just call it Twitter things, is it not yeah um, the the range of responses was um, fascinating oh, everything from we'll, we'll win the league we'll get promoted automatically to the playoffs mid-table um, lower end of the division which I think probably tells the story nobody is quite sure there isn't really a consensus about what Leeds are going to do this season um, there are some good players in the squad definitely there is there's talent there but it's not great is it to be going into first month of the season without a kind of number nine or, or an easy one to pick. No, I absolutely agree. I, I, mean, I assume you watch the Hearts friendly on your holder. No, do you know what? I gave it a swerve. I was on a three-line whip um, from the family to <laughs> kind of dodge all that sort of stuff. I was trying to surreptitiously get some Sheffield Wednesday Southampton on, on Friday night. Um, but no, I let the Phil Hay Derby go. I'm sad to say. Yeah, I did message you. Apparently um, hearts were woeful. But they yes, very, very I did, much. So. I did message you during that, yeah. But then they won against St. Johnston, didn't they, so this did. weekend? So yeah. um, a good start to the season. But Dif- that, different level. But I mean, seeing that it was the Forest friendly and the hearts friendly that were the, the games that gave me cause for a proper mm. optimism because you were a little bit like, mm, not sure what to make of the Monaco one. Um, but I thought in those particular, against Forest, who you could say are of a similar ilk to us given where they finished last season and could have easily have gone down themselves had we not been much worse. Um that gave me encouragement and then seeing Hearts I mean I don't know what the, the general standard is like in Scotland Phil but um, I, not I thought, great well there, there was I think I, did I send you that screen grab of somebody on Wacko posted something about I'm not surprised Phil had his head drilled into after watching <laughs> these lots of, for like yeah. 40, 40 years I mean to, to in the context of Scottish football Hearts made some good signings actually and um, squad is coming together but there weren't a huge number of them um, in the door for that friendly I think you, from what I've I've read and followed, I think you're right about the friendlies against Forest and, and Hearts, and I do think it's Monaco as well. In the period of the game where Farker seemed to have the team as he wanted it, the first half in particular, it was it was pretty decent and it was structured, and you could see what the plan was, you could see what the ideas were. Um, it, it's hard to predict how today's going to go, but I think we can definitely predict how Leeds will attempt to play or how Farker will want them to play. And the main thing will be that he'll want them to to try and shape the game and push the pace. He won't want them to be passive. He won't want them to be seen to be passive. And he'll want to win this. He'll want to win this to to get them going. It's not been an easy summer for him at all. It's been a, a quick summer. Although, having said that, as I was driving past Ellen Road just now, um, it feels like a million years since that Tottenham game. And no wonder yeah. so much has gone on in the meantime. It's funny, I said to um, to one of my mates this week, like, imagine if we'd been facing Tottenham again, let's say, just as a theoretical uh, championship, Premier League club. Um, if we were facing them again in in another week's time, I, I wouldn't be looking forward to it. Whereas now we've gone down and it feels like we've hit a bit of a reset. I'm kind of that's why I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like I just um, picked up Michael from the low fields, like you were dropping your car off, weren't you, before we came to start doing this? And I saw the East Stand and I'm hard, I had a little flutter. And I thought, yes, it's nearly time. There was there was a really good piece in the Guardian yesterday. I think Jonathan Wilson wrote it, and it was about how in <laughs> the Championship you have loads of clubs who feel like they're competing for something as opposed to up in the Premier League where you have an awful lot of clubs who are trying to scrape 17th or mildly better and that will that will do for them. So you back, aren't you, into the mindset that we were all in for so long in the EFL, which is kind of weird because 
spent so long in the EFL desperately trying to get out of it and wanting to get out of it. But back into that mindset of wanting to be in the mix as opposed to as opposed to making up the numbers. Yeah, well, the, the comment that's on screen now in the live stream, by the way, if you're listening afterwards, you can um, you can go watch this one as well. Um, people interacting in the comments on YouTube. Um, Tother and Mank says, uh, not only is the season starting, it feels like my Bielsa morning is now complete. That's how it feels to me. That's maybe why I'm looking forward to this now. This feels like the proper post-Bielsa era. Where I think we kind of muddled through with not knowing really what we were doing prior to that. And this feels like the start of something genuinely new. It certainly feels like the end of the end of Kinnear, not Kinnear, sorry. Sorry, Angus. The end of Arta. Um, <laughs> was, news. was that a direct threat? <laughs> and the end of and Jesse Marsh's era, where because all their players essentially have all gone, haven't they? That that whole experiment of Brendan Aronson, Mike Rocker, Rasmus Christensen, all that has gone for no money, pretty much. But um, yeah, all of those players have left, and it feels like we've we're left with a squad that's still still kind of patchy. But some of the, I guess, having dropped down a level, you can also allow yourself to get excited. Like actually, great. I guess we're going to start in midfield today. You'd hope so. Yeah, I hope and if he does. This, but if that was against Spurs, I'd be thinking, that's deep. That's too much in the deep end yeah. for him. Why are, we, why are we putting a child in against Spurs? That's not fair. Yeah. He's got no chance. Whereas having seen him against Forrest and against Hearts, yeah. seen him, he looks, he looks great. Like he doesn't, he doesn't look like, he doesn't look like a, what's he, 17, 18 Yeah, I, I honestly think though, he is a sort of teenager. He looks like a sort of player that you could throw in against Spurs and he would just mm-hmm. look great anyway. He, um, he does remind me a bit be. of um, like Lewis Cook and Fab yeah. Delph when they went in and you went, Straight away, Effortless. you were like that. Perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I, I, I think so. Um, and I, I mean, I think that there are certain things we'll probably miss about the Premier League to a degree, and and the amount to which we enjoy the EFL and enjoy being back in the Championship is going to depend a hundred percent on how the season goes. Uh, but you've got new ownership as well, which means that there's been a complete shift now. From I say a complete shift. I mean, Forty Nineers have been in the building for a long time, but it's no longer Radrazani's club. Author has gone as as director of football. Like Michael says, there's been a, a fair old clear out um, of the dressing room as well. But I think with Farker, you, you've got somebody who is proven in the championship. So it feels like a fresh start or it feels like a, a decent starting point for trying to get out of it again. Um, I do think he is a good appointment. I felt at the time that he was a good appointment. I don't think this summer has, is going to make it easy for him um, this season. But then again... Very few relegated clubs um, come out of relegation in great shape or in ideal shape. It's ironic, isn't it? And um, the comment that's on screen at the minute, Dan James looking good if he helps as Munchy Toy. It's funny that we're going back on the players that we kind of, in, in our minds, we've started to move on from or the old guard. It is the, the newer kind of post-promotion players that we seem to have shipped off because they, they seem to be the, the major point of failure from when we went to the Premier League. I don't know. It feels a lot like we just hit undo on last summer, doesn't it? The whole, yeah, yeah. everything that happened then has just, been wound back and we've gone back yeah. to the we've gone back to the start of it and you know some some for good some for bad I'm sure there are some players in the <laughs> squad we would probably like to move on Pat Bamford's injured which is absolutely um, kind of on track with where he's been for the past couple of years but yeah it feels like last season sort of never happened and we just we just get to start again but like Dan James part of the problem with him in the Premier League we're like well his end product's not great just being quick isn't enough in that league it kind of is for a lot of the teams in the Championship. Yeah, so you drop down a level and suddenly you think you can get a lot out of Ruta in this division potentially, although clearly he's injured as well. Um, James, it, it doesn't ask so much of you in the Championship. I think you're right. I think his pace will make a difference. Um, it'll be properly going back in time if James was to start up front today. I mean, the, the alternative seems to be Gelhart, really, from what I can see in the squad, particularly with um, Joseph injured as well. But if James plays through the middle, it really would be going back to um, the kind of Bielsa's last season, um, the season in which Marsh picked up the, the tail end of it. Um, and you sort of wonder if that might be 
might be in Farker's mind, um, given the kind of general lack of options. What, Dan James up front? Yeah, I mean, I, you would think not. And it would kind of make more sense to A, use his pace out wide and B, to use somebody who, like Gilhart, who I don't think any of us feel is an out-and-out nine, but you know, much closer to that position, I would have said, than somebody like James. But that aside, unless you were going to try, say, Sinistera there... Or, I think he's, or he's played centrally for Colombia before. Yeah, and... I think as well is definite option um, at ten if you if you wanted to try him there, but it's going to have to be slightly makeshift. I think, isn't it? Um, not sure there's anybody who jumps out as being tailor made for that position. Sam Byram. Yeah, yeah. Well, in fact, that's happened. Yeah, yeah, actually, that has happened. Yeah, yeah. But, the, the, definitely not signing. Definitely not signing. Just training. In a way, does, playing. Doesn't yeah. it feel like we're all just undoing all the bad things that happened before? <laughs> going, going back then. The, see, the thing with Byron was that when he first came in, the message was very much now we're just helping to get him fit. Um, he needs somewhere to, to take over through the summer, which none um, of us believed. No, and particularly when he played in the friendly at Monaco. Um, Against Monaco, sorry, in in York. I, I'm I'm all for altruism, but even in a perfect summer, you don't really give half an hour in one of your latter friendlies to somebody who you're not intending to sign and who isn't going to have any role in the season. And this has not been a perfect summer for for Farker. It, it it's been very much driven by him this signing. I think the thing we know with Byron is that he is a good footballer. He definitely is a talented footballer, but he hasn't played so much recently. Um, he's been compromised in quite a big way by injuries, and I think the sense of this transfer will be judged on not so much what his form is like, because he can't play well, but on whether or not he stays fit. Um, aggressive transfer window. That's mm. been um, picked that, up in the comments, hasn't that it? That world is going to bounce around until the end of August and beyond, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there is time still to, to go in the transfer window, mm. but this doesn't necessarily look all that aggressive uh, right now, does it? What, the three signings today? Yeah, well, it doesn't uh, look like they're attacking the market. I mean, and we know the no. market conditions are difficult when you come down. Players don't want to be in the championship. I dare say the the areas in which we're shopping, um, the players at that level have got options elsewhere. Yeah, you know, Premier League options, so they're going to be biding their time to see what unfolds there. But um, it doesn't look aggressive yet. No, Ampadu, I think is a good signing. I'm pretty happy with Darlo as well. I would say, given that I still think that if there's a good offer for Melier, he will leave. Um, that's quite interesting today, though, what um, Farker does in goal, because clearly Melier's had most of the summer, but you would think that if Darlo is going to be your man, you, you start backing him as soon as you, you possibly can. Um, as I say, with, with Byram, uh, he uh, I think Farker was very keen to take him on, but it will depend. In judging that and deciding whether that's a good signing, it, it, it is going to come down to whether injuries start to affect him again um, it, we'll see won't we at the end of the window where it's at but I, I was looking at Farker's comments from his press conference before this game and he was pretty much saying wasn't he we, we need more centre back what we was he saying more um, <laughs> more what's, the, what's the phrase you told me I had to start integrating um, he says uh, unbelievable hard unbelievable hard we've been yeah. working unbelievable hard yeah. yes Um so he said we could do more at uh, centre-back. <laughs> Sorry, Phil, we you were saying. Yeah, we could do with um, more muscle in midfield. We could do with more creativity uh, in midfield. We could do with more up front. Um, that's that's pretty much everything, isn't it? With the exception of what's going on out wide. So he's he's not really making much of a, much secret of the fact that he wants more than he's got. Um, but he does keep mentioning finances as well, and, and clearly it's not it's not that simple. Uh, West Aussie Leeds is suggesting maybe it's time to give the current Italian number nine a chance up front. Who is up front for Italy? I don't know he means Nonto. I'm just actually thinking. Nonto tends to play wide off the left, doesn't he? 
rather he, than the centre-back. He makes, it, makes him a, bit, a little bit. But yeah, I mean, that would be an option, actually, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that would be a hell of a, a strike partnership, not partnership, a strike force, wouldn't it? The front four of like Nontok front with um, maybe Somerville behind. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be good fun if you got the team sheet and it was Nontok at nine, yeah. yeah. Yeah, go on, do that. Yep. Yeah, um, being asked, um, Andy Clough wants to know if there's any news on Nat Phillips, Phil, or do you think, do you think he maybe falls into the just weighing up their options, seeing how things fall. Yeah, since um, since we ran the story about him being linked, there hasn't been any more um, any further development on that front. But I mean, we certainly fit with the sort of player that would do well for you in the championship. Um, and clearly, they they have looked at him and and do like him. Um, the time's ticking now, though, isn't it? I mean, it's second week of August next week, so kind of three to go. That if, if they're going to do a substantial amount of business before the window does close, then they're, they're going to have to get on with it now. Um, do you think, what do you think the, the the team will look like at the end of the window versus um, maybe what we'll get today? The tricky thing, certainly financially, is that as far as it appears to us, all the players who would raise significant amounts of money are players that they would prefer to keep. You know, so Tyler Adams, um, Jack Harrison, Nonto, um, Melly probably being the exception. Uh, but at the same time, two of them are injured, Harrison and, um, and Tyler Adams, which doesn't make it easy to know whether they're they're coming or going. I always kind of felt that somebody would, would certainly force the issue with Harrison before the end of the window, and I do still kind of feel that. Um, and Farker was asked that, was reading the, again his, his comments where somebody was saying to him, you know, do you, do you kind of know how this is going to be at the end of the window? Do you still think people will leave? And he said, well, I don't know. You know, they, they might do. And I... I think he'll be pretty relieved to get to the end of August to know what he's got and to feel happy with what he's got. I mean, Verba was a kind of great example, him going to Mönchengladbach, despite the fact that Leeds were under the impression that he was happy to stay. A great example of the fact that even now, Farker must be looking at the dressing room and not necessarily being 100% certain who wants to be here, who wants to go, who would be happy to jump ship if a really good offer came up. You have... You know, Liam Cooper, for example, Saudi interest in him, which will be good money because everything out there is good money at the moment. Will Leeds lose him before the end of the window? Will they offer him an extension? Um, it's all it's all pretty up in the air. It's difficult, difficult for a coach. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable hard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Thank exactly you. that, yeah. Thank you, Daniel Farker. Um, in terms of up front, are they going to be looking at somebody? Loads of people in the comments asking if um, if they're going to try and get a number nine in. You, I think you, we just need to stick with Bat Bamford will be fit again in there. You know, he'll never be fit, will he? I mean, we said it, Phil, at the time when it happened, is there a more Pat Bamford thing that you've ever seen than him getting kicked in the face and his hamstring popping at the same time? <laughs> I know, I know. Um, and again, it's kind of going down that route, isn't it? Of And, and it is injuries that are, are compromising them in that position. The thing is, with Ruta, you look at it and you say that's unfortunate and he, you know, he looked like he was kind of settling into that role or at least was going to be the player that, that Farker was going to going to stick on for now but with Bamford it is an extension of you know the, the problems that he's been having for a couple of years I think they need to do something yeah. up front the same way as we said this last in the last um, summer window you know before the start of Marsh's um, full season in charge or, or the best part of the full season in charge that they do need more at nine definitely um, I think they have to <clears throat> yeah I'm interested to know um, how you feel about the season um, as a whole we've just sort of seen a lot of the comments people saying that they're quite optimistic for reasons that they're not quite too sure about <laughs> and I've said before this this is the time of the year when you can be most optimistic ever isn't it you um, are going into the new season there's no data set you haven't seen it be good or bad against Cardiff you just hope for the very best so optimism is always um, is always riding high but has it manifested itself in anything and um, JC's asking you Michael are you insurance betting again this season against Leeds 
Uh, yes, uh, look at that face. I, had a, I definitely I've had a look. J, JC said, I swore off it, but the odds are just um, much more tempting yeah. in the championship. Yeah, Cardiff was 7-1 to one today. You could get eights actually at one point. Could you? Yeah. But um, mm. are you insurance betting against Leeds in the seat? Well, you can't, you're not going to bet on us to go down. Well, no. I dare say. Impossible for us to go down, surely. Might have a look at that, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think we'll go down. I don't think we will. Did you, did you actually watch any of um, Sheffield Wednesday Southampton on Friday? Did you see any of it? Or were you just coming back from your holiday at that point? So no. I just was, you, were, you were still I just, off. I just couldn't be bothered. I, I, yeah. I did pick up a bit of it. Um, I thought Southampton for um, opening day, I thought it looked pretty decent. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a good win for them. It definitely is. But the only thing I would say is that the championship always, always takes quite a while to settle down. And I think it's definitely a league where you have to, with rare exceptions, so the first Bielsa season, for example, and the second one, but I mean the first one, because it was a bit of a total unknown quantity about what was coming exactly. Um, it you have, to, you have to kind of reserve judgment for a while until it properly starts to fall into place and you get some pattern for who's where and... and it, it, you get umpteen seasons where teams start well or start poorly. Fark's um, first promotion with Norwich, great example of that. Um, and it really takes until the start of the winter, you know, November, December time, to get a proper sense of who's going to be in the running, who's who's properly in the mix. Um, and I think it wouldn't be a great surprise, would it, if it was a bit of a slow burn with Fark and Leeds? You know, um, I don't mean today. I think this is a, a really winnable game today. But, you know, if, if over the course of the first couple of months it just takes a bit of time to get going, I think it'd be reasonable to expect that. In, te- in testing the post-game graphics, Dan has penciled in Leeds for Cardiff nil. Oh, that. excellent. Right. I, I, genu- I yeah. genuinely hope for, and that's it's a hope, not necessarily a belief, but I saw what I saw on, on Friday in the, the Wednesday Southampton game and I thought, come on, we've got enough to be decent in this division. I, more than anything, I'm optimistic about Farker. Yeah, and just the style of football, and I, I think you know when this kicks off in what three and a half hours now, we're going to enjoy watching what we see. It's, and I think you're going to see just just some nice football at Ellen Road, which has been a long time coming after last year's shit show. That has been the nice thing of watching the friendlies, and I know there are the same frustrations. We're not maybe creating enough chances or finishing enough chances, but just the speed we're knocking it around, and like the fact we now seem <coughs> somewhat bothered about keeping possession when we've had a full season of just. Rasmus Christensen twatting it down the line to nobody in particular, which is quite nice. And what in like I can see I can see Ampadu how he's dropping in and pulling strings a little bit. And I don't know it seems to make sense to me. Whereas that's a great season review that Christensen twatting down the line to no one <laughs> in particular. Single did, sentence. There, there were just no there were no tactics. There was no shape to it. And I think well, were, I think there, there were, were there were tactics, but they were ineffective. Um, yeah. Like there was an idea, and and there was yeah, a, but the idea was. It was it was effectively a, a a German version of stick it in the mixer, wasn't it? it yeah. Um, so if it works, great. If it doesn't, then you you get criticised for it. I think with Farker, um, it is possession based. It's quite interesting tactically some of it as well. You know the way in which Hilda in particular at left back inverts when the keeper's got the ball. Way in which people take up different positions looking for for passes from deep. You would assume that if Cardiff have done analysis and done the homework that they'll specifically look for that when Leeds are in possession and they'll try and cut off those angles and, and those options to make it more difficult and I, I don't think your tactics ever get examined in pre-season in the way that they do when the games become competitive but it seems to me that the players have got have, have, you know, got a grip pretty quickly with what Fark is asking them to do definitely true that, that creativity wise it's not quite there at the moment but this is what I mean it, it might not be a click of the fingers thing but then again it might be and you might get your graphic yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I just, I think an early goal, an early couple of goals today would would nicely settle the nerves. 
Three before half time, yeah. not too much to ask. Four, four inside the never. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, what would you be happy with overall this season? Asks, um, asks Josh in the YouTube comments. Would you be happy with the playoffs if that happened come May? Or do you think it needs to be one and done, automatic every time. No, uh, di- no dicking around with the playoffs. The playoffs feel like a horrific idea to me. I don't know yeah, about you. Yeah, I feel like Leeds only get promoted automatically. Mm-hmm. Probably the only way to go up. I, I, we, t- we tried to do a sort of season review of this. I, I wrote it well in advance, so it, it needed a bit of tidying up when it actually got published. But I was kind of saying that I think for this to be a successful season, they do have to be in the mix. You know, they've, they've got to be competing to, to some extent. I don't think for it to feel like progress under Farka it necessarily needs to end in promotion straight away but I think it will well yeah which is great <laughs> so you know we'll wrap up and wrap up and see you see you in May but if um, if it is that perennial experience of being 15th um, and I do think it'll be better than that um, but you know that's not going to satisfy anybody is it I think we are, we are 15th after yesterday yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Was, yeah. I don't mean to I, this is the thing I haven't seen it on on Friday and I don't mean to be dismissive and, and I know this could easily bite you on the arse when you get beaten by um, one of the appalling teams in the division but this division is not very good it's it's absolutely like poles apart from the Premier League in terms of quality and how often you get punished and I, I saw like how often Sheffield Wednesday were just conceding possession on yeah. Friday I was thinking Come on, we can even we can do something with this now. <laughs> yeah, we are we are going even though the squad's not there yet. We're going into it from a, a position of strength. Um, do, you, do, you, do you really know though deep down who you fancy in this division? Leeds United I mean, Football yeah, Club yeah, no, to win the division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I um I feel like from what I've been told about um, Maresky at Leicester, I feel like they could have they could be onto something good there. Um, I it's easy to to go for the, the relegated teams but I did think, did think that Southampton looked like they had that little bit of class and quality which will keep them in a, a relatively high position um, Ipswich really good last season wouldn't be that much of a surprise if it kind of moves forward again um, decent start for Plymouth as well yesterday wasn't it yeah um, yeah it's quite you know quite hard to quite hard to call I think um, interesting comment here from um, from Ben 
suggesting that today's massive. It could possibly set the tone for the season. A good performance, not even a win, could set spirits high and we snowball from there and a bad performance and it could go the other way. What do you think? It, uh, to, what, what's resting on today then? Probably the probably the mood for the rest of the transfer window, I think. Um, play well today, look good today. People, I think, will feel a lot calmer about what needs to be done and how it can all how it can all piece together and how it might work. I think play badly today and obviously the concerns about um, short summer and the amount of change and, and everything else are magnified. Um, but I don't think the first day of the season ever dictates that much. I've seen it a few times. I think 2018 was probably the best example of it. But I can remember Leeds under Monk um, getting battered at Loftus Road um, the first day of the season and then should have made the playoffs. Um in, in that season didn't but should have done uh, generally speaking as I say you, you need quite a few games on the ball before you can be sure I mean it's a nice sunny morning this morning um, it is I brought the weather home from across, Mal- um, not, not quite 43 like it was the, in Granada if you, if you look on Twitter X um, people are posting pictures of the, the sun and the sky <laughs> saying what is this go- that's going on uh-huh. it, has, it has just tipped it down in Leeds for the last couple of weeks um, but we have a little bit of sun that always brings with it the shirt sleeves that sense of you know do you remember what that day was like under Bielsa that first day against Stoke mm-hmm. brings that kind of sense of optimism what do you think Alan Road will be like today do you think it'll be I think it is due to rain later just to let you know right, about, about the time of the match about the time of the <laughs> match if you're listening to this do bring a, do bring a coat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen those people soaked to the skin just um, mooching down Lowfields Road no I mean I, I, I just wonder what you think in terms of the crowd's going to be because it got to the point last season uh, and you dare say that the players probably didn't like playing at Ellen Road very much because it was... And we didn't like them playing no, there. No, no, exactly. And that's why. Um, but it, it was it was on that knife edge for so much of last season because you could see the whole thing just getting away from you. And then have we have we hit that reset button? Will today be more forgiving? What if, you know, what if passes start going astray? You know how unforgiving Ellen Road can be when stuff starts going wrong? I, I, think there'll, I think there'll be a decent level of patience today. I think people will be genuinely quite optimistic about what Fark is going to do with the team. The other thing in the in the Premier League was that when you weren't playing well, you were always aware of who was on who else was on the pitch in the opposition team. Um, so Haaland, for example, and Kane, like Kane was was brilliant on the last day against Leeds, um, and that was part of the issue. When everyone said he was going to be, on, I say everyone, I said he was going to be on the beach. Yeah, I hoped, yeah, I hope. Yeah, I think I might have said the same. Always crossing fingers anyway, but um, that. That's always there in the background. So you're not a good team, crowded on edge, and you've got players like that on the pitch. It's not quite the same in the championship because you don't have that level of kind of inevitable quality, you know, of players who are who you just know are going to do X or Y at some point during the game. Um I think I, I do think people will be realistic enough to know that this has not been straightforward for FARC to this point. It's not been straightforward for Leeds either. Um it is only two months and a bit since the the um Premier League season finished and, and the club got relegated so plenty to do still but I think they will want good performance today I think Farker will as well it, he, he'll know that it doesn't do him any good put, on, um, put down a marker be, for the season yeah yeah. yeah. and, and as I say I don't think that it dictates much today at all um, but I think it will help him no end to feel to feel at the very least like the work he's done over the last month has, has paid off to this point and that's what I'm optimistic about seeing today just seeing the fruits of pre-season I was going to say before we looked so much fitter. We didn't look fit last season and we didn't look like we knew we knew, we knew what to do with the ball. I would say both of those things, to my eye anyway, have changed um, over it the feel, summer. It feels like it, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, particularly in possession. A um, couple of questions then. 
Uh, how do you think Cardiff are going to approach the game? You sort of touched on it before. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds is asking in the comments. Um, will they stick 10 behind the ball and try and get something on the break, do you think? Or, you know, sit in against the possession team or what? Well, the, the mighty Errol Bullet, who has a great name for headlines, um, from what I'm told, tends to go 4 2 3 1. So you would think that the formations will match up fairly closely. Um, I don't know where he's at in terms of possession, you know, whether that is that is what he, he rests on pretty heavily. But it wouldn't surprise me if Cardiff concede quite a lot of the ball today and if, if Leeds are, are able to play um, to a larger extent than, than they are. <coughs> I, I think they will know that this is quite a difficult opening game for them, to say the least. I don't imagine that a lot of their supporters will be coming here knowing exactly what they're going to get from Cardiff either. Mm. And they do have players like Ramsey, but let's not pretend that Ramsey's at his peak at the moment. You know, he's very much... Going to get schooled by a schoolboy today. Yeah, you, you're tempting fate here, aren't you? You're, yeah, you're, just you're, good fun. But, but, I, but I do think, in the same way as you remember Delphi Robbie Savage, you know, mm. I do think that the energy of... Was, Gray, Robbie, was Robbie upset about that? <laughs> 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 I, I, I do feel that Gray, between his energy and his quite obvious talent, which seems to be massive, um, could have, you know, could give Ramsey a, a you know a difficult afternoon yeah. potentially. Um, so it's not as if, it's not as if there's no talent in Cardiff's squad. They they, they do have players there, um, but I think again Farker will be looking at this and saying this is exactly if we're going to do good things in the division this season. This is exactly the sort of game that you got to take points from. Let's expose our uh, lack of knowledge hideously now then and um, answer Kieran's question who asks what eleven do you think is going to start today? So. Wow. Let's right. go. Let's go back to front, shall we? Should we go by consensus here, or should we go for an individual one each? Well, let's go by consensus. Just try and collective responsibility. Yeah, just share the blame a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, Melier and goal. I'm going to say that one for a start. Could be Darlow. Nah, he said Melier is going to start. Then in his I, um, in his press, I, I, I know like you're buffing away. But I think I feel like it's going to be Melier. Yeah, it'll be Melier. Shop window. No, based on what he said in his. Um, mm. Uh, in his presser, he's not been in. He's not been in for much of preseason. Has no, Dallas, no, neither of late, you. Really late arrival. No, me neither. No, <laughs> I'm ready. Well, fit. Lazy pair of bastards. Um, so Melier, Melier in goal. Luke Ailing at right back. I would mm-hmm. think so. And then your centre halves, um, Cooper. Yes, I think but will play. Drick and Cresswell, Strauch. It it's looked like Strauch, isn't it? It feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, again, I there's some talk while I was away of um, Club Bruges being keen on strike. Um, and certainly at the end of last season, he was one of the one of the ones that the club were kind of indicating might listen to offers for, might might go. So it's that sort of temptation to start pushing Creswell through. But yeah, I think strike. Um, left back. This is an interesting one, isn't it? Do you think he goes with Byram or do you go Yelda? I think I think he goes yeah. Yelda. I think he think? does as yeah. well. Does he? Mm. Yeah, he seems to have pinned his colours to that mast quite a lot pre-season. And he's looked good. Yeah. I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. I'd, yeah. I'd rather him than Junior Furpo. Yep. Not that he's an option because he's because would you believe it he's injured. <laughs> <laughs> um, midfield, obviously, Ampadu's going to be in there. I say yes. Archie Gray. Mm-hmm. I think Archie Gray, yes. Um, and then this is the big one, isn't it? It's that front four. What do you do with it? I think obviously James is going to play because he's featured quite a lot in preseason. He's looked good as well as Dan James. Yeah, um, Sinistera. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, Somerville. Yes. And then non-top top or Joffe, maybe one of the two. I'd like to see Nonto. Is well. Nonto had his legs strapped up? I know you two have been away, but. You tell me. Um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know enough about physiotherapy to, to give you a good answer. And he's, he's obviously came back late, didn't he? Didn't on. So yeah. From... Shall we? Shall we go Gelhart? Or does he? Does he play James up top and play non to out wide? Be nice and aggressive, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, don't play James up top. 
No. So the 49ers like aggressive, so I've heard. Uh, yeah, good word. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, just a question about um, Drame. Is he injured? Drame? I honestly don't know. I think he did pick up a knock, didn't he, at some point during um, during preseason? Because mm-hmm. he's, he's not been... He's not featured. Is there a chance we could sell Drame maybe because well, they're looking to generate money in FFP and all that? Well, Drame's in that opposition where contract is starting to count down now and it, it seems very obvious and, and I don't think he's making much of a secret about the fact or hasn't made much of a secret about the fact over the past couple of years, um, particularly last season, um, sorry, season before, that he wants to play and I think if he was going to stay here that he'd, he'd want to be in the team but you, you still have Ailing here. Christensen is gone so technically speaking you need both of them. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't, I, I I sort of felt like, particularly given how it went for him at, at Luton, that this might have been a good point to start pushing him through. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Um, and a thought from James here. <laughs> I fully expect a professional and quality refereeing performance this afternoon. <laughs> and there, there is the, the grimacing, smiling uh, emoji. Back, to, yeah. back to the EFL. I don't know. It's, it's going to be some tier two select group. Oh, are we are we going to miss Premier League refereeing? Do you think? Do you officiating? Know what? I, I mean, going back to my, my my single point of reference really now is I watched some little bits of of some of the stuff that happened yesterday, but mainly I watched the game on Friday night, and I thought they seem to let a lot more go in terms of physicality. Obviously, we don't have VAR to contend with um, this time, do we? Which I think um, I'll probably enjoy. Although I think now I've maybe become conditioned to it being there. And I'll expect it. I thought VAR will look at that. Well, it's going to be the first decision that goes wrong, isn't it? Where people will say, if there's VAR in this, the, this division, then it would have sorted that out. You kind of can't win. But there's the um, there's the timekeeping aspect, which is one thing to look out for yes. as well, which may, may hopefully benefit us if we are to be fit this season. That's going to be one of our strengths, being fitter. And it should maybe give us the, that extra bit of time to, to get stuff done um, late on. And the, the time-wasting, um, kicking the ball away, directives they, they were not messing around on Friday at Hillsborough with the yellow cards the, I, I saw in Harrogate Town's game yesterday although I was at Malaga Airport at the time but somebody seemed to be saying there were like 14 minutes of um, injury time so there could be quite a bit of that this season I think yeah, there's been a suggestion we might get 20, Louis said we might get 25 minutes of added time <laughs> with these new rules today <laughs> referee uh, is Josh Smith by the way Josh Smith he sounds like a boy yeah, well, yeah. he is. Born in Peterborough, Smith is one of the youngest referees in the professional game so I'm just... refereeing at the age of 14 <laughs> I hate him already how old is he now? Uh, about 16 I'm sure he'll cope Admiral it was 14 in 2006 yeah. <laughs> when, let's get right on his fucking back from the, yeah. from the off yeah, 34,000 people are calling him a bastard inside Ellen Road today um, and the final thought actually um, Ian Paveda there's a number of people in the comments asking about um, Ian Paveda and um, well, Ian Paveda question mark will he start today will he be an impact sub where do you think he features and things um, well given the team we've picked we all seem to be thinking Impact sub, although I suppose if you were moving somebody up front, Pavedo will be, will be one of the players who, who comes into Farkas thinking. It's been, yeah, it's, it's been quite notable to, to watch him because, again, at, at the end of last season, the kind of indication with Pavedo was that it would be somewhere else for him, probably on loan. But if you speak to people who followed him when he was young and, and knew him as he was developing as a player, they do say he was massively talented, like really, really gifted player. Um, and I saw Cooper talking him up also a, a couple of weeks ago. And he has had a good summer, Paveda. I think one of the things that Farker's really liked about him is that he's very fit um, and very able to cope with the, the kind of physicality of training and, and everything else. So he looks like he's put himself in the frame. And I think, again, the drop of the drop of divisions helps, doesn't it? Um, yes. Do we predict scores for today? I mean, no. I've already done mine. I've already put my neck on the block. 4-0. no. no. Thank you. Which is which is my optimism speaking. It's not my, my real grounded opinion. It, it was one of those where we, we're going to either find it a bit of a grind or we will look good. And I, and I hope it's the latter. 
I'm going to go for a more, a more conservative 2-1. 2-1. We'll have the chances to win 4-0, but struggle to finish because we don't have a striker. Phil, what do you reckon? That would do. Either of those. Phil, Phil what do you reckon? <laughs> I think I think Leeds will win this. You were saying about parts of it being a grind. I think that could well be the case. I think it... it I don't think I'm going there expecting it to click spectacularly straight away. But uh, yeah, let's go for a home win. Why not? Start the season as we mean to go on. Hopefully we're right. We'll be back uh, Monday. Should we do Monday? Tomorrow. You and I. Tomorrow, <laughs> Tomorrow yeah, it is. Um, to um, see if we were right about this one. Um, Thomas Whitaker is asking, Dan, how many points do we need in the opening five games to be statistically guaranteed promotion? <laughs> don't do it. Take every game as it comes, Thomas. That's what I would say to you in this division. Um, and that was an opt to start. It wasn't mine. <laughs> You repeated it a lot. It is amazing though. But yeah, that's only because you started using it as a stick to beat me with. Um, but at yeah, least that was, stopped. It, but if there was, <laughs> as I said at the time, if there was a club that could book the trend of a 96% chance of staying up mm. from that position, it was Leeds. Well, yeah, absolutely. It was like the... If um, anything, it reinforces the stat. It was like that old playoff um, um, statistic, which was something like a team who've won in the championship playoffs away from home in the first leg of the semi-finals has never lost um, particularly when they're then 1-0 up in the home leg with 44 minutes played as well. And what happens? Yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up there then. We'll be back on Monday. Um, you need to get yourself across Twelham Road and do whatever it is that you do over there. Mm. Yeah. Um, have fun and enjoy. And we'll be back on Monday, yeah, with um, got the match ball after the game, of course, as well, live for our TSB Plus members. Um, and then more analysis that'll become live for everybody uh, later on tonight. Phil, we'll be back on Monday. Propaganda on Tuesday. It's all coming up. And what's that, Michael? You've See me at the Lowfields Tunnel. Yeah, by are, the are, you, are you selling today? Yes. The Daniel Farker inspired issue number one. Um, and we've got a new columnist, haven't we? Gitano. Ah, the mighty Parade. They need yeah. to have a read of that. Gitano Parade, our new col- columnist in the, in the square ball for this season. Bless him. So, um, yeah, buy that. That's on sale down the east side of the ground um, at the from the statue all the way back to the tunnel. You at the tunnel today? Tunnel, yes. Yeah, tunnel, looking after your tunnel. Good lad. Um, and yeah, enjoy the game. We'll see you on the other side. The Square Ball Podcast. 